I had a I had a conversation at work about this today. Um, there are genuinely people on the internet who think that the Batman is the best Batman movie, and Pattinson is the best Batman, and Paul Dano is the best Batman villain. Um, I think that's pretty ridiculous. I'm right there with you, and I know some of those people, and uh, they are wrong. Yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not to say that I think it's bad. I mean, we talked at at length. I think it's very very good. Um, but there's still such a disconnect to me between the Riddler and the character from this movie. Like, I don't. Well, know. and we we agreed that it was one of those movies that it had it had all the makings for a great movie. It had the costume was cool, mm-hmm. the setting was cool, mm-hmm. the acting was pretty spot on i mean it was it was good um but the execution was just miserable yeah i i mean the villain is the is the lacking point of the movie to me like thinking about it now being so far past watching it like how it the staying power it has you know it definitely like he doesn't stick with me he's ultimately forgettable and that's yeah, not no, that's I, not the sign of a good villain yeah, I'm right there with you 100%. Let's go. Was that So, that was 2 episodes ago. So if you're if you're confused and you're like, "What? You guys <laughs> reviewed The Batman?" Yeah, go back and and uh and listen to that one. That it I have to say, it's probably one of my more favorite reviews that we did. Um mainly because we just trash talk the movie the entire time, which was fun. Which is also weird to do for a movie I like. Well, and I feel like for us it's just kind of a weird thing in general. Yeah. Because we're usually pretty, like, even if we don't completely agree with it, we're like, I mean, I see, I see it where they're coming moments. from. Yeah, yeah. This is, just, ugh. I don't know, man. People are wild and people be crazy. Man, they'd be tripping. I'd be tripping, but that's because my balance is bad. <laughs> Tie your shoes, John. How did you know? Welcome to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, of course, is Speedy Gonzalez. How did you know that, too? That's what I that's what I ordered for dinner. It's not what I ordered for dinner. Oh, was that the number uh, 12 well, if you, on the menu? If you give it enough time, it's the number two on the menu. It's the number two once you get <laughs> I home. I shouldn't have said that. My apologies. <laughs> the humor was there, and I couldn't stop myself. It was, it was good. We've now reverted to 12-year-old humor. Potty humor. It's never not funny when it's a joke, when it's actually like, oh, yeah, someone, when it's a- <laughs> someone pooped where they weren't supposed to poop. Like, that's not a joke. So it's not funny. Yeah. When it when it actually hits you hard, you're literally like, oh, this is awful. When it literally hits you. You're, oh, this is an unenjoyable experience. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. Yeah. No, not at all. Well, I am uh, as far as my studio goes. Um, I'm back in the master bedroom closet. Hey, hey. so I've got the Superman stuff behind me. Because that's the only place my wife will allow it to be hung up is in the closet where it can be hidden. Yeah, in the closet. Yeah. That's a giant closet. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. It is what it is. But hey, I have an office. And in my office, I can decorate it however I want. Hey, except so. at the same time, I also want to be taken seriously whenever people come to my office. Yeah. So it's a it's a give and take for sure. It is. It is. Well, um, to get things started, let's start off at the top with all of our plugs. So um, 
uh, just get it out of the way. You know, let's get it out of the way. Let's move on. Uh, I'm Jay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the nerd is underscore in. Of course, we have John J. Mueller, and uh, you can follow him, J. Mueller8332, mm-hmm. on Twitter as well as Twitch. As well as on Twitch, yeah. And then you can follow the show on Twitter, T-D-A-U underscore pod. Uh, that is probably the best way to get in touch with us. You can also um, send us an email. They didn't ask us at gmail.com, or you can go to our website. They didn't ask us pod.com, and there is a comment place down at the bottom that will send us an email along with your thoughts and questions and anything else that you have to offer. But we'd love to hear from you and uh, would love some ideas because is it this month that we said we have a bonus episode? Mm-hmm. The uh, the end of May. May has five So Mondays. we would love some ideas for you from you. Um, because we we ta- we give that as an opportunity for our listeners to say, hey, you know, maybe you have a favorite show or a favorite movie or comic that you would like for us to review, and we'd love to hear from you. So give us a shout. Speaking of, of favorite things, Jay, one of my dad's all-time favorite movies is Wrath of Khan, and we watched it a lot. Well, not a lot, but like more frequently than the average movie growing up. Um, to the point that I now own the world's saddest Christmas ornament. A couple of years ago, Hallmark did um, the the scene from the end with Spock and Kirk on the opposite sides of the glass. Those animals. And why would you do that? It gets worse. You hit the button and it has the little monologue. Oh, no. The little speech he gives at the end before he <laughs> dies? He's actively dying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awful. But, but that is setting up for I now own the saddest Funko Pop. I'm showing it to Jay because he has the benefit of seeing my webcam, but I have a, a moments Funko oh Pop my of that. So it's essentially that Christmas ornament. But blown up. <laughs> but bigger. Oh my goodness. And I saw it at the store and I was like, I hate that I need that. But it's such an iconic moment. It is. So I don't, like, I'm not really upset with you or the fact that you have it, but it's just like, it's it's not really something to be celebrated because it is sad. But I guess it's just the uh, the nostalgia of it. Is that what it would be? I think that's fair. Like it is, it is a moment to be memorialized, but not a moment to be like celebrated. From well, I mean, from a narrative sense, it was to be celebrated because, like, I mean, that was one of the first main characters to die, right? From like long term plot things, right? So, I mean, that that is to be commended. I mean, they also brought him back immediately, um. as they do. <laughs> So I that's that's been the the newest development for me is it's to the side of my desk over here and I look over it and I'm just like that's so dadgum sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look over that direction if you're needing a a boost of some kind. Be like ah, get me out of this hole. Oh, that's so much worse. <laughs> well, anything else before we we dive in? We don't really have a um, necessary like a a single a singular thing to review today. We're actually talking about multiple little kind of things setting the stage for uh the beginning of of blockbuster season so to speak with uh yes with May. i tell you what they didn't ask us about jay they didn't ask us when to release their dadgum media in the month of may they did we we bemoaned this a couple of weeks ago the thor trailer released like the day after our episode or like the day after we recorded so um i expect that's something How nice of them that's something to talk about um this episode but like the week this episode releases is may the 4th so star wars day 
It's also the release of Doctor Strange on that Friday. And it's like, guys, if you could have waited a week or done it a week earlier, we could have talked about all of this. What are you doing? We could have. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Marvel. Yeah. No, let's let's go big picture. Thanks, Disney. Yeah. Because Star Wars, too. Put that mouse in a trap. I forget. I forget. There's a whole game about that. Um, I forget that <laughs> this is an audio podcast and I waved my hand menacingly at the camera. <laughs> no one saw that except Jay. So I explained it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, speaking of that trailer, what did you think about it? Oh my gosh, dude. I I'm, I I was pretty excited. I'm really excited, but I'm still worried. Worried for about? the same... I'm worried that it will still be good, but I'm worried for the same reason, like, I don't enjoy Guardians 2. Like, I'm worried it's going to okay, try so too more, hard. Okay, so more of... Yeah, okay, I see, yeah. Because even looking at the trailer, it has to do a lot like, there are a lot of things that have to happen in this movie. So, I i mean, I'm going to see it release day unless I could find my way to weasel into watching it before somewhere. Um, like it, There could have never been a trailer for this movie, and I would have gone to see it day one. Let's, oh, yeah, let's be for honest. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah, you got Taika Waititi. You know that some of the Guardians are going to be in it, and you know Thor is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. That's all you have to say. Well, and so we... We, um, for a, a glimpse behind the curtain, um, we normally record Wednesdays before our Monday releases, and I've talked about this for, for a while on our podcast. On Tuesday nights, my friends and I have movie night, and last night, uh, we, we began our 90s category, so uh, we watched a 90s Johnny Depp movie last night. It's called Benny and June. So it's one of it's one of my wife's favorite movies, and it was her night to pick. Was it ironic that you guys watched a Johnny Depp movie, or was it, it just had, because of the It had already been pre-scheduled. Okay. So as soon as we, what we, we have a, a big list of categories and inside of the list of categories, we've all gone in and already chosen movies. So we didn't know we were going to be starting the nineties category this week, but once we were going to be starting it, we started with Meg we started with her movie, which was always this. Oh, well, what a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after the movie ended, we were talking, we were watching like um, some stuff on YouTube, just kind of killing time a little bit, hanging out. And I was like, you all have seen the you all have seen the love and thunder trailer, right? And they were like, no, no, we've never, we haven't seen it. And, um, we, we, we turned it on immediately. Well, let me just <laughs> blow your mind for three minutes. <laughs> so initially, initially we watched the most recent, um, multiverse of madness trailer. And I was like, yeah, no, this movie's going to, it's, it better be good. And I was like, wait, we're watching this. Have you all seen Thor? And they were like, no. So we watched it and I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's fun, whatever. And the, um, I don't know what the, what the terminology is, but the title comes across there at the end. And my friend looks at me and she was just like, wow, that's going to be really good. And I was like, give it a second because that's the Jane Foster reveal is after. Uh, That's right. That's right. Yeah. And she, she turned back and she watched and she watched it happen and she smacked me. (laughs) But one of those excited, like you had told me this was there, but I hadn't seen it yet. Type of like type of things. So um, suffice it to say, we're all very excited about this movie. Yeah, no, I I completely understand. I felt the same way. I remember watching the trailer and the whole time just thinking, "Whoa, whoa, look at that! Whoa, look at that! Whoa, look at that!" And then you see Jane at the end. I'm like, "Whoa, look at that!" And um, the hammer's been pieced back together. Uh Um, But what do you think this means for Thor? I Odin's son. I think it is going to be a movie of self discovery because he doesn't have the hammer and up until Ragnarok the hammer internally defined him he said you know, like it was a, a cornerstone piece of his identity um so that got taken away and he had to like that that became the you know there was a, a 
vehicle for your power. It, it wasn't your power. He was like, okay, cool, whatever. So then he becomes the leader of Asgard for like 10 minutes and Thanos kills half of the people as he does, did, did. Um, and then he becomes bro Thor, I believe is the technical term. Um, I've colloquially called him fat Thor because I feel seen. Um, and so he's not, he's not the leader of Asgard anymore. Seeing Jane with the hammer will make him question like she can have it and Steve could have it. Who else could have, like who else could have carried this hammer? And it'll, it'll, he will have some aspect of identity crisis. Like this movie is going to be about defining who he is. And I mean, potentially who he's going to be, if he's still going to have some type of role going forward in the MCU. Because I mean, if you look at the original six Avengers, two of them are dead. Three of them are dead with Black Widow, Iron Man, and, and Captain America. So, I mean, what's going to be what's going to be next for the three that are left? Because Hawkeye has his show. Hulk is doing Hulk thing. I mean, we'll find out in She-Hulk. I imagine Bruce will show up. So what's Thor going to do? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think um, I think this could be the end of the Thor we know. I think this could be his last movie. I think he's going to kind of ride off into the sunset type of thing. Probably literally. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and just, you know, realize, hey, you know, I. Uh, I'm just going to be, he's basically going to become his father and it's just going to rule Asgard. And then that's it. Like that's all he's going to do. That's going to be his life. Yeah. So when is it like June, July 3rd or something? Something like yeah. that. I'm going to start counting down days as soon as I see Dr. Strange. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look past Dr. Strange to start counting down to Thor, but like, come on. We, we all know. Speaking of Dr. Strange, let's, let's just, let's Go talk about that it. for just a split second. Let's do it. Um, so I'm going to be honest. I'm getting a little more concerned about this movie. In what way? I, at first, I, I wasn't. I was very excited for it. But it seems like, to me, they are revealing a lot in their trailers. And that kind of bothers me. Because typically, Marvel has historically always done a really good job of putting a lot in their trailer. But when you see the movie, a lot of it is taken out. Mm -hmm. And none of that is actually in the movie or they change like little pieces of it. Um, but this, I don't know. They, they, they're revealing so much that it makes me think that maybe they're not very confident in it. I see where you're coming from. And historically I have agreed with that. Um, but I'm not super worried about it just because like, I don't, I don't, seek out spoilers i don't actively avoid them so if i come across them like rumors or things like that then i'll read them because i'm just gonna you know i'm already scrolling what's the what's the point in just actively avoiding this while i'm already here and if half of the things that i've read are true we haven't seen anything mm. so, so it's just the trailer is basically it's only scratched the surface and there's going to be so, so much more underneath it yeah that's that's my hope. Um, this, this is not as long a movie as I thought it would be. That's kind of intimidating. Two hours and six minutes is the runtime, according to IMDb, um, which coming in the wake of a three-hour Spider-Man movie is not a lot. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot that has to happen. There's a lot that's been revealed. Um, kind of like you've said, though, Marvel does have a history of putting things in trailers and them not ultimately being there. Um, there are a lot of a lot of things I'm excited about for this movie. Yeah. I think part of it too, the things that have like the very precise finite things that have been revealed in some of the trailers are for people who like, like casual people like me. Oh, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I saw that this was in the trailer and I need to look into it to understand it. Like I saw an article recently that said, would you believe? And then like 
the redacted thing was just revealed in a Doctor Strange trailer. So I was like, well, dadgummit, I'm going to click on this now. <laughs> and uh, and I clicked on it. And it was a character that I hadn't caught that was in there that I don't understand. So maybe that type of thing of like, this is a pretty niche character that we haven't introduced yet. So we need to throw it in a trailer so people kind of understand what's going on by the time we get there. Could be. There, we shall see. There are a lot of like casual Marvel MCU fans who probably don't catch like half of the references. Oh yeah. And I mean, I'm, I am that person a lot of times, so yeah, I don't want that to sound judgmental because it definitely is not. Yeah. Well, you know, sure. You can know a lot about it, but there's always going to be something that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, I mean, I'm still excited for it. I just, it makes me nervous when I see stuff like that. And so, um, but who knows? We shall see. Yeah. I'm excited for the Illuminati dude. Yeah. Me so too. So much. So, um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse has so been delayed Good. to next year. Good. So that, uh, you can either see that as a good thing, like John is saying, or you can be just upset that it's not coming out this year. Yeah. I mean, um, we've, we've had a pretty firm stance on delays. Uh, if it's delayed to make it better and they actually do worth it. Go for it. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. For sure. Um, moving still- from the MC, what? I still just don't understand the necessity of a sequel to that movie. That movie is perfect. You know how few movies I say that about, Jay? <laughs> I yeah, it's perfect. I mean, I can see. I can. I, I do think that it's a little bit of a stretch. I think they're. You know, I hope they have something really good in the works because th- this is called a part one, which means there's going to be multiple parts. Is what that would hint at. So hopefully they're not. Uh, you know, being overconfident. Like, oh hey, we got this. This is going to be awesome. You know, yeah. I hope they're being cautious. But um, jumping from uh, MCU to DC, um, Ezra Miller, uh, I think you saw he's been arrested uh, again. Again, yeah. Again. Um, Gone to Hawaii and he's been enjoying himself a little too much, I believe is, is one way to say I, it. I think that's a, an appropriate way to say it, yes. Um, what are we doing, man? And then uh, speaking of him, the new Fantastic Beasts uh the secrets of dumbledore um has uh has officially had the lowest harry potter opening ever so much so that warner brothers is in talks to discuss the franchise's future yeah i think harry potter and especially the fantastic beast trilogy is in a in a really awful spot because there are books books have a beginning and an end there were movies based off of those books they had a beginning and an end and then they said hey there's more ip here we could we could make more money i i have read every book i've seen all of the main plot movies um i've never seen a fantastic beasts movie i've never had any desire to so the casual fan harry potter has already like left their mind and this release of this movie backs that up so i mean what is it what is thinking about the franchise's future look like it's too soon to remake the movies there aren't more books there was that play that got released and it, it uh, that was also a thing that happened see from what i understand and and from my thought process about the whole thing <clears throat> excuse me is um i think that that's more the direction that they're th- going to be thinking now you know because the play has actually been pretty successful uh people have really enjoyed it it's got good reviews it's not a book, but you can buy the the script for the play, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's sold really well too. I've never read it myself; I have no idea what it's about. Um, but from what I've heard, it's pretty good. And um, 
is something that, that I could see them making a movie of that. But is it is it necessary? Not at all. Um, yeah. You want to you know what has me worried? Like, I had a second thought, and I am now worried about, is uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, because yeah. Because that game is supposed to be coming out... Later this year. De- decently soon? Yeah, I think... And uh, everything I've seen, like, people are getting really, really excited for it. It looks pretty awesome. I haven't seen gameplay of it yet, but the trailer was fantastic. Um, let's see if they have a release date. Port Portkey Games, a little on the nose there. Um, I think I'm just seeing 2022. Holiday 2022, so probably, like, summer of 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the right things are going. Known yeah. for my optimism, this guy. <laughs> well, staying with the uh, with with Warner Brothers, they they have finally finally admitted defeat, saying that they have completely failed with the DC Cinematic Universe, which is nice to uh, you know. I know we're all completely shocked. shocked. Yeah, so glad that they finally that figured they that one out. Admitted it. Yeah, and uh, they they made a statement saying that the main characters that should have been the big hits have not been the big movie hits. And basically saying that they are pulling back from everything and are saying, we need to kind of rethink this whole thing. Um, yes, true. And uh, the DC DC in general just needs to rethink all their stuff, just period. Yeah. Because they're obviously not doing very well in any area except for their animated movies have usually stayed pretty consistent. Yeah. I, I'm very sad that DC Cinematic Universe didn't work out, but I mean, the way it was roadmapped, I think we all knew it was going to fail. And the frustrating thing is there are absolute, I would, I would go so far as to say inarguable highlights during that stretch of movies, things that you, I will not let be debated that they were objectively good. Like Henry Cavill as Superman, I think is good. Do I love Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman? No. But I think he is good. I, I think Ben Affleck is the best cinematic Batman. I agree. I I really liked him a lot. Like poof, gone. I thought the the nightmare bit of Justice League had the most potential of anything that they could have done. The vaguely in the future wasteland of everyone having to work together that could be so much fun. And it's all gone. Poof, all gone. Sorry, John. My hope now, though, is because you you, you know they're not going to stop making movies. Um, <laughs> they realize, oh, people really liked the Batman. Um, its sequel got green, like, officially announced, like, yesterday. Yeah. So maybe they'll realize, hey, our marquee characters are good enough to stand on their own. We don't need to bring everybody in and have them work together. We can keep the Pattinson Batman self-contained. We can maybe even bring back Henry Cavill as Superman, please, please. And just keep him contained. Keep him in his yeah. own space. Yeah. Let Superman be Superman. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Probably emotionally as well. You know, nice little fortress of salt. <laughs> yeah. You never hurt anybody. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, w- I wonder what that means for Black Adam, though. Because, I mean, it's not like they're going to cancel it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, be, they've got, they've got the, the Flash movie that they've already been, I think it's done. They've got the Black Adam movie, which I think is pretty much done as well. And then they've got the Aquaman movie, which has kind of been doing its own thing. But at the same time, um, you know, with Black Black Adam, for example, like you could just kind of, you know, yeah, Shazam 
did a lot of like mentioning of like Ben Affleck's Batman and Henry Cavill's Superman. But at the same time, you could just keep those heroes out of the rest of that universe and then Shazam could just have his own thing. You know, he has his own place and yeah. Black Adam's a part of that. Well, even haven't they already like started to address multiverse theory in DC? So like have they? That's, that's the get around. I mean, they would have they would have had to have done time travel with the Flash in Justice. Yeah, that, I mean that's what they'll be doing. And well, in the Flash movie, aren't they oh, supposed the... to be bringing in other Flashes yeah. or other Batmans? Other Batmans, Batman, yeah. Batman, Batman. And I don't know if he'll be. And I guess he'll be traveling to alternate universes then. Because I mean, that's the that's the ultimate comic book get around for anything. Is like, oh yeah, no, that happened in this other universe it's over here. Uh, moving on, nothing to see. Because even even as Ezra Miller showed up in the TV show, The Flash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they could just say this is a, you know, universe thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Fingers crossed. One can only hope. Because, man, they have such good stuff. So, so many great stories that they could make into movies and they just mm-hmm. haven't. Um, so, moving into Star Wars, reports are, start- are stating that uh, Hayden Christensen has been watching all of the Clone Wars and Rebels series to prepare to prepare for his return in Obi One. What a, what an unbelievable coincidence, Jay! I've also been rewatching the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels to prepare for Obi One Kenobi. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Maybe he subscribes to Disney Plus as well. Oh, if 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 he had to pay to watch this. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Like, um, the amount of money they're going to make from this show, they could afford, like, hey, Hayden, we'll give you a year. It's on us, big guy. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. And, you know, my first question with that, that that came up in me was, how much do you think was, like, him watching those shows? How much of it do you think it was him knowing how much the fans love that version of Anakin? <sighs> That's really hard. I think that, I mean, that inarguably has to play into it right i that's the immediately that's what i thought of i thought you know he i bet he is because he's not dumb and he's been around long enough that he knows that most most star wars fans are not that you know they they don't love his version of anakin but they do love the version of anakin that we see in um Clone Wars. Clone Wars, yeah. I think a lot of that, too, comes down to a function of um, showrunners and and writers, though. Because we've talked about this before. The prequel trilogy has some of the best actors of the entire Skywalker saga. That's true, yeah. It also has some of the worst writers of the Star Wars, of the Skywalker saga. I hate sand. (laughs) Gets everywhere. And if you look at it, like... I mean, it makes sense. He has good lines. Yeah. In the in any of the in, well, any in either of the movies he's in, no, in, in uh, yeah, I I don't think there's I can't I can't think of a single line where I'm thinking oh yeah that was really good like he he is not given a good character with any depth to play like he's a one dimensional character start to finish so seeing what his character had the potential to be and to be completely honest what he set the groundwork for then I feel like that is is definitely a part of why he why he would go back and rewatch those. Because he he's going to see what his character became, because that's the that's the lasting impact is what came after. And I mean, this is there's a, there's a lot of pressure here to have active Darth Vader, because 
there's a big difference between the Mustafar fight with aggression and agility and the the Bespin, the Cloud City fight in Empire Strikes Back, which is like, I mean, watching that now and the, the types of fight scenes that we have, I feel like I could have beaten Darth Vader. And I'm Yeah, it was mechanical and clunky. Yeah. I have I have the mobility of a boulder. <laughs> and I feel like I could have won. Uh <laughs> Well, I think that um, the, the uh, I I feel that he yeah he he knows yeah this is going to be he probably said to himself this is going to be one of the most maybe I don't know this is going to be one of the most active Darth Vaders we've ever seen oh, I hope so you know like actually going to be not just present which is kind of how he is in the you know in the original trilogy is he's just he's just kind of there yeah like he he has some lines but not not enough to really matter um but this we can assume is going to be a very active darth vader his role is going to be very much involved and so he's probably got to figure out like how would darth vader do this you know, how would Darth Vader, I mean, just something as simple. I mean, think about it. Something as simple as him. He probably had to sit there and go, how would Darth Vader get upset with a, with a, an Imperial officer and walk from one side of the room to the other side of the room to the Imperial officer to do something to him? Because we never see that. Like Vader doesn't move mm-hmm. all that much in scenes. He's pretty stationary. Yeah. You know, unless he's fighting, and then even then, he really doesn't move all that much. So yeah, it's it's going to be a very different Vader than we've ever seen before. I hope so. Not, not at least that's that. that's what they're that's the impression that they're giving. Yeah. Well, because I mean, ultimately, he's still the big bad, right? Because the Inquisitors well, yeah. are there, and they'll probably the, it, be more present. But the promise of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader at all has my absolute attention. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, I, I I really don't think, you know, some people are saying, oh, you know, Obi-Wan and Vader, they're going to be fighting again. I really don't think they will. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think if there is a Darth Vader-Obi-Wan fight, it will be almost like a dream type of thing, not in real life. And so any scenes that we see with Vader, I think is going to be with him and his Inquisitors. Yeah. And him talking to them and, you know, getting mad at them and throwing them around and, you know, getting to see that angry, vicious yeah. side of anger of uh, Vader. That you see at the end of Rogue One. Yeah. I So from a continuity perspective, I don't expect that they'll have any, that Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader will have any scenes together. No, I don't think Other so Other than, like you're saying, some type of dream sequence or um, or a flashback. I think, I tell you what I think would be really cool is if they did like a revisionist flash forward, like if Obi-Wan was getting really in tune with the force and he was somehow able to picture what could have been if Anakin hadn't fallen. Oh yeah. That, that would, would be, be kind of cool. That would, I would be like really to see cool. That. Yeah. But I think in terms of continuity, they can't, um, it reminds me, have you, have you heard about like the, the interesting, um, clone wars continuity thing that they had to work really hard to do? No. Okay. So in Revenge of the Sith, the first time that Anakin sees Grievous, he says something like, oh, wow, you know, you're shorter than I thought you would be, which implies that they've never seen each other before. So for the entirety of the Clone Wars show, they had to work out how Grievous is the general of the Separatist army, but Anakin never fights him. Like, he's always doing something else at the same time, which is why it's always Obi-Wan, because it could never be Anakin. Uh Aha. 
Like I saw that on something earlier this year and I was just like, I had never noticed that. But this throwaway line in Revenge of the Sith completely changed how they had to do this entire show. The uh, amount of detail that that, that uh, Dave Filoni had to pay attention to is incredible. Yeah. Which is why he should be in charge of Star Wars. Moving on. Um, speaking of Star Wars, we have several AAA games that are... You got really excited did, for something. I did get really excited. The Aquaman sequel plot just got leaked. Oh, okay. Um, the Star Wars uh, AAA games currently in development. We've got Jedi Fallen Order sequel made by Respawn. To Fallen to Order. <laughs> I'm not giving up until they announce the actual name. <laughs> Star Wars, some sort of Star Wars first person shooter made by Respawn. Oh, I know. I need Which it. is just I like it's it going so to be bad. so amazing. Star Wars Eclipse, made by Quantic Dream. uh, Some sort of action-adventure game by Skydance New Media. Whose production studio is that? Story, some sort of story-driven open-world game by Ubisoft Massive. And then, of course, the KOTOR remake. Do you want to know the most exciting thing about the KOTOR remake? What's that? It's that it's not a remaster. Oh, it's a completely redone? Yeah. So, like, the the fighting and everything will be different? Do you want to know what I heard about the combat in the KOTOR new, oh, in the new KOTOR game? What? It's God of War. Oh! It's the combat engine from the new God of War game. Oh, wow. Which is, again, is supposed to be incredible. So that's why it's only going to be on PlayStation. It's it's not... It, is it actually only going to be on PlayStation? I think I read that it was, all, it was going to be a PlayStation exclusive. I would have hard time with that because no, it is, pl- yeah That's yeah because yeah i thought so too but i remember it was released during the uh you know because they had like the announcement for like wolverine mm-hmm. and the new spider-man game and then they said that the kotor uh, was going to be a playstation exclusive i'll be honest with you that might have me searching for a playstation 5 more than anything else yeah me too depending on how it is because it will be exclusive to PS5 at launch and will come to PC at a later date. And it took like two years or something for God of War to make it to PC. I'm looking that up because I didn't I didn't prepare, Jay. I know that shocks you. Uh, 20. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it took four years. Oh, dear. Yeah. It took it released on PS4 April 20th, 2018. It released on PC January of this year. That is kind of odd, though, awful. because typically Xbox and PlayStation, they usually, whatever their exclusive is, they usually release two years later for PC. I could I could see it being different with, with this because this is a this is a cornerstone IP. Like, this yeah. is a, a marquee exclusive. Yeah. Um, so I don't know about KOTOR. I, I could see it having a uh, an enhanced timetable, so to speak. So it might be we're going to optimize it for console and then... As soon as it releases, yeah, we, you know, we're going to keep patching it. We're going to have updates, whatever, but we're going to work harder to get it onto PC. I don't, I don't know, but I tell you one thing, I'm not thrilled. <laughs> well, that is it for news. Uh, before we get into, because we're going to review uh, episodes three and four of Moon Knight. And before we do that, I thought something that would be really good to do uh, for me and you is when this episode releases... May the 4th will be just a couple days away. So, with that in mind, John, usually Star Wars has some sort of release on May the 4th. Sometimes it's big stuff. Sometimes it's not so big stuff like an actual lightsaber that can actually come out of the hilt. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, whoop de do. Um, so with that, do you think there's going to be a Star Wars release on May the fourth? Announcement that is, and what do you think it will be? I think they're going to find a way to bring more Legends content into mainline continuity. Um, because we've talked before, the High Republic is struggling. Um, the new trilogy, somewhat struggling. It made a lot of money, so I imagine they're not complaining. Um, but things that existed in the post-Return of the Jedi, pre-Phantom Menace era of Star Wars still have a cult following so i think there's going to be some type of push to somehow shoehorn them into continuity like um like they did with thrawn right because thrawn originally was a book character from after return of the jedi he was a post empire character and when they worked him in to be the big bad of the last last two seasons right last two seasons of rebels yes right correct um it was one of those, like, hardcore fans were probably like, that's not who Thrawn is. I don't... Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn. Um, but, like, mild, like somewhat malleable Star Wars fans were like, that's not who Thrawn is, but it works. And, I mean, it's ultimately going to work because, yeah, I mean, he was mentioned explicitly in Mandalorian Season 2 because Ahsoka is looking for him, which means she's also looking for Ezra. So, do you think we're going to get release dates for stuff, Jay? I could see release dates. I could see a release date for Mandalorian Season 3. I could also see a possible release date and trailer for... Um, to Fall Into Order. To Fall Into Order, yes. <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order 2. Yeah. I do think we'll uh, Get see a, uh, a release, uh, an official title, and possibly a trailer. What did they... What was it last year for May the 4th? Because it was the release of the Bad Batch. It it was, but wasn't it also... Didn't they also release... Was that the year that they released all the just, like... Just all the... Archive the, footage and... Like, so much stuff. They were just like, oh, yeah, we're going to release this show and this show. And wasn't that, wasn't that what they did last year? Or I also remember... They also just did the stupid little lightsaber that you can only get at Disney that actually extends out and then goes back in. I don't think I knew about that. That's really cool. I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, like, you can't actually do anything with it. Yeah, the way it's made is it's made just for looks. Yeah. You know? So I was like, oh, cool, I guess. I... I want them to release something, but they've already adjusted the Obi-Wan release. I don't think they'll push it up an entire month, right? No, no I, I don't think they'll do that. So that's off the table. There's not a... I can't think of anything that they'll actually like, boom, we dropped it, here it is. Because Clone Wars is done. Rebels is done. Um, Ahsoka trailer, maybe? I could see that. Maybe also an official release date for Ahsoka. Yeah. I mean, kind of like that same thing you're thinking of with the with the Fallen Order sequel is like release date and teaser, please. Because the last time we got anything was Disney Plus Day in November, right? I mean, because we had the Kenobi trailer in earlier the spring, right? But we've been somewhat bereft of content and updates. We have. So yeah, I think they might do something like that. Maybe. I hope so. I Star Wars was my first franchise that I became a really big fan of, and where it is now is just kind of sad. Yeah. Well, with that, we'll put Star Wars aside, and let's jump into Moon Knight. Just the just three and four, though. I want, yes, just you, three and four. Have you seen five yet? No, I did not. I haven't watched it today. Oh my gosh. You are a... Um, 
how do I, how do I say this? You are uniquely equipped, um, given your profession. Oh yeah. <laughs> to watch this episode. Okay. It is heavy. I bet. So, um, I've got the uh, the nice and kind four sentence uh, Wikipedia plot summaries available if you would like. Yeah, go ahead and do them both. All right. Moon Knight, Episode 3, The Friendly Type. Harrow and his followers discover the location of Amit's tomb in the Egyptian desert. In Cairo, Mark and Stephen both experience blackouts while tracking a lead to Harrow's location. Excuse me. After failing to gain information, Khonshu calls a council between his fellow Egyptian gods and their avatars to warn them of Harrow's plans, but Harrow successfully denies the accusation. Hathor's avatar, Yatzil? I feel terrible. Yatzi. <laughs> right? Um, tells Mark to find the sarcophagus of a Medjai who knew the location of Amit's tomb. Layla finds Mark and takes him to meet with Anton M- M- Mogart? Mogart, uh, an acquaintance of hers. Egyptian who, name. <laughs> Insert very, Egyptian name here. Very much. Um, an acquaintance of hers who owns the sarcophagus. Harrow arrives and destroys it, forcing Mark, Stephen, and Layla to fight off Mogart's men and escape into the desert. Grant assembles some of the sarcophagus fragments into a star map, but it is 2,000 years out of date. Khonshu uses his powers Bummer. to... Bummer. I'm sorry? Bummer. Yeah, I hate. Don't you hate when that happens? I it when, happened to me just last week. I was like, man, if only Cashew was here to to fix the stars for me. Um, Conchu uses his powers to briefly turn back the night sky to the correct night, allowing Stephen and Layla to find the location of Amit's tomb. The other gods imprison Conchu in an ushabti for this. Um, a tiny statue. Yes, it is a funerary figurine uh, used in ancient Egyptian funeral practices. Uh, the great thing about Wikipedia hyperlinks is when you hover over them, it gives a little summary. It's great. <laughs> um, he's imprisoned in, in a statue, uh, leaving Stephen and Mark without Conchu's powers. That was episode three. Um, very quickly of note, the actor who played Anton Mogart, um, Layla's acquaintance who owned the sarcophagus, he is the... Um, the actor who passed away a couple of months ago. So when when there was that headline of like Moon Knight actor dies, like it was this guy, and that's why there was a oh. that's why there was a dedicated to or like R.I.P. and they they had his name, which I'm again unprepared. I'm pulling it up. Uh, Gaspar, you, it's very French. I don't know, and I out of, out of respect, I don't want to. Well, there it's U and then two L's, and I don't know how the double L functions in French. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it wouldn't be like Spanish. It's I, not a yeah. But I don't know that uh, linguistically. I, we're just gonna leave, leave it be. Um, right. Gaspar um, is is the actor who passed away, and um, I that was uh, that was episode three. Okay. It ends with no powers. Ooh. Oh. I will say it was fun watching Stephen go from kind of like bumbling, unaware idiot to like, well, actually. I do happen to be an expert on this topic. Yeah. That was that was very fun. Yeah. Oh, it just so happens that I don't have a life, and I have been hanging out in my apartment for the past 30 years, studying ancient Egyptian culture. Working in this museum that, oh, wouldn't you know, specializes in ancient Egypt. What? How about what that? Are, what are the odds? Oh, this is this is fictional? The odds are very good that that... Oh, okay. Oh, you mean my character was written this way? Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, I do. So again, this, this released on April 13th. 
So it is now a full two weeks. I had to, I had to look at the calendar. Um, it is a full two weeks since I watched this episode. The thing that was most like alluded to and then completely shifted away from was the fact that Mark and Steven were both experiencing the blackouts because normally it just yes. had been shifting back and forth between the two of them. Yeah, because they um, he woke up and had killed a bunch of people and Mark was like, Steven, what'd you do? And he's like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. What did so you do? The, so the there's allusion to a, a third personality. Yes. A third. Um, oh, what's the what's the actual name? Uh, a third. Um, I mean, I can scroll back up. Starts with a. Starts with an, uh, not Avatar. He has DID. Third. Yeah, I know that. I don't know if that was what you were looking for. No. Um, bum, bum, bum. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, they were so the characters were differentiated in the script by their attitudes, but Oscar Isaac chose to take this further by giving them accents. Oh, that is very so. That was a creative decision by Oscar. That's fascinating. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's very interesting, and, and John, you may have um, alluded to this earlier, but I, I feel like um, the I feel like uh, I lost my train of thought. Wow, that was awful. Um, it was talking about the third personality. And... Yeah. Um, oh, so dissociative identity is is brought on by some sort of trauma, and so I wonder if it's because of Conchu that. Uh, this poor guy has developed these uh, identities to help him with the trauma uh, that he's having to go through with this crazy bird person. He he has for sure been through the ringer. So, Spe- speaking of trauma, do you want to hear about what this guy goes through in episode four? Yeah, let's do that. All right, episode four, The Tomb, released April twentieth, twenty twenty two. Stephen and Layla find a deserted campsite at the location of Amit's tomb, which is a maze in the shape of the Eye of Horus. They discover that some of Harrow's men have been killed by undead Egyptian priests, who then attack Stephen and Layla. Layla defeats the priests, but encounters Harrow, who claims that Mark was one of the mercenaries who murdered her archaeologist father, Abdallah el-Fauli. Stephen finds the tomb and discovers that Amit's last avatar was Alexander the Great. <coughs> what? moment there um he retrieves amit's ushabti from inside alexander's body layla angrily confronts mark who reveals that his partner killed layla's father and mark before Conchu revived him as his avatar harrow arrives and shoots mark who wakes up in a psychiatric hospital populated by people from his life after escaping harrow who appears as a therapist at the hospital mark finds steven in a separate body trapped in a sarcophagus they also see a second sarcophagus with someone else trapped inside before being greeted it's the third personality before being greeted by a female hippopotamus and that's how the episode ends yeah and she's just politely like oh well hi there hello greetings salutations it is i a talking ornately dressed hippopotamus so she must be the goddess of mental health uh not exactly <laughs> it, it is no, explained it's probably, in it's probably five. talked about yeah yeah so trauma uh dude, dude yeah. got killed until he didn't so yeah, uh, until he woke oof. up in a hospital and it like kind of makes sense and then kind of doesn't yeah like it's one of those things where it's like is this real or is this not because there's a movie playing and it's got uh the the hero of that movie his name is steven 
and he's got like this little action figure that looks like the Moon Knight. Um, Layla is there. She's one of the patients as well. So it, it all like you're all just you're the whole time you're like, oh, so did this actually happen or like this is interesting. I mean, you know, it's it's all got to be a dream. And then just to you know further prove that, first he finds a sarcophagus and then he finds a hippo. So you know you're like, okay something's off here but at the same time i mean with as nutty as this show has the potential to be i i come at this from a different point because i've already seen episode five so there's a little bit more context given so i'm trying to think back to how i would have talked about this yesterday and it's like i don't know that anything would have been off the table for this show yeah well i um i have to say i enjoyed when i like the little the banter between mark and steven Mm mm-hmm I enjoy that a lot. I liked when uh, Mark punched Steven in the face. <laughs> that was, was so that fun. was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I don't know it. the The whole scene where they were like embalming the the poor innocent people. Uh, well, I mean, I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah, it was. I I didn't expect that to be honest with you. Like, I didn't know what to expect, but I knew it wasn't that. So when it happened, and they're like ripping organs out of this recently deceased person. Like I was it the the suspense it created wasn't just the characters on the screen, it was also like because I want to say I watched it up here. It was like what's 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 going on? What's gonna happen? Ah ah ah! Just like the the building of the suspense, and then the the reveal that Harrow is like, hey, you should ask Mark who was there when your dad was killed. Oh wait, it was him. Like yeah, knowing because I I went into the show not knowing a lot about Moon Knight. Um, but I knew that he would like that the Mark Spector character was killed and brought back. So knowing like how that happened, or I guess when that happened vaguely, um, it was it was interesting to know that it was like, oh hey, by the way, um, yeah, I was there when your dad was killed, and I've been meaning to tell you since it happened before we met, and then we met, and I didn't tell you, and we got married, and I still didn't tell you, and uh, yeah, this is uh, oh by the way, there's the villain, I'm dead. <laughs> Dude, you got you, you done messed up. Like that's you had so many times to make it right. Literally infinite times. That's that's a thing that you tell and then you don't get married. Yeah. Uh, Whoops. Uh, yeah, that Whoopsie is Whoopsie Daisy. That's an oops. Um Well, um you know the show I I have to say so far, I'll admit right here at the uh, I I I'm not really enjoying the show very much. Really? I'm not. I have been fascinated. I mean, I'm I am fascinated by it. I think that's the reason why I keep watching it is because I'm like, hmm, this is very much a mystery. Like I want to know yeah. certain things. But as far as enjoying it, like I'm not watching it because I'm enjoying it. I'm watching it because I want to know. Yeah. Um it's just a little slow. There's a lot of talking involved and um I don't know, it's so complicated. Like everything's so complicated that I'm like I don't I don't know if I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, it's I I very much appreciate Oscar Isaac as an actor, and I similarly very much enjoy Ethan Hawke. I couldn't I couldn't tell you what I love Ethan Hawke in, like what his standout movie is, but I know that I like him. You know what I mean? And with Oscar Isaac, like I've seen X Men Apocalypse, right? He was Apocalypse. That movie's bad. That character is bad. It's not great. I've seen the sequel trilogy. He's Poe Dameron. Um, Poe Dameron is the most wasted character in the entire sequel trilogy. Yep. So it's like, I believe that he can do incredible things when given the opportunity. And this is his opportunity, and he is running with it. Yes. 
So there are only two episodes left. Um, the episode that released today and the episode that releases uh, on May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Thank you for that. Um, I... <sighs> It's hard to talk about what should happen in these last two episodes, having seen one of them. (laughs) So um, I will just say, Jay, what are some things that you hope to see, expect to see, um, are afraid to see kind of in these last two episodes? I hope that we get an explanation for, you know, now that he is in this, uh, in his, this imaginary, this mind this afterlife of a psych ward. I hope that we learn some stuff. That's that would be really nice for me to see that, because um, I just want to understand, um, you know, why is this all happening? And then I really just I want to just see more Moon Knight. I want to see him fight. I want to see like what are what are his powers? I mean, so far all we've seen is he's strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. He can't die and he can throw little moon rings kind of batarangs but kind of not <laughs> yeah and they come off of his chest they multiply yeah. when he pulls off his chest it's- that's really all we know so i would like to just know some more like what i'd like to see more yeah like, let's see a big fight let's see let's see something cool yeah. But maybe that's not what the character is and and maybe that's possible. Maybe he is more of a almost like a detective type of thing. I do think it's very interesting how the different personalities have different iterations of the character. How Mark has the the Moon Knight and Steven has Mr. Knight. How he's in the suit and he's all like dapper and he he has all of the ability, he has the strength, but he's more cerebral. Like I I think that is so interesting. Like I actually I couldn't tell you when I bought this, um, but I have a, a volume of Moon Knight, um, one of the the bound editions, and it's very interesting. It's actually it's actually it's called Moon Knight, but it is Mister Knight is the the character throughout the entirety of of what I have, and it's fascinating hmm. because there's not really any context given. It's just kind of like it starts off with the expectation you already kind of have an understanding of what's going on, which is always a bold creative decision. Um, but I I read it in one sitting blew straight through it so i big picture i don't know that this gets a second season but in the event it's set up for it i would be on board you know yeah yeah i i don't see this getting a second season i don't know if i would be on board i need to see what happens in the next two episodes yeah honestly because right right now the next two episodes for me are either going to make or break this show yeah i think that's entirely like, fair if if the if it ends and i really didn't get what i was hoping for then i'm not going to care like do I, I like the character he seems cool i mean i i, I enjoy him i just i want to see more what he's actually capable of you know and how does he play into the bigger mcu type of thing so we shall see, and I'm interested to see what happens. And yeah, that's it. That's all my thoughts on it. So I, I actually, as far as my recommendation for the show so far, I had a friend ask me, he asked me if I've enjoyed it. I told him yes, but at the same time, no. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, yeah, I've enjoyed it, but at the same time, I want more. And they really haven't done much with it. So uh, it's very complicated. I think I led yeah. with that. And, um, he texted me and he was like, I I ended up watching it so far. And he said, I I like it so far. It's not bad. It's just different. Yeah. It is very different. I think, you know, I think the thing to do with these, um, where with this specifically 
is not to compare it to the other Disney Plus MCU shows, but to compare it specifically to the first seasons of all of the Netflix shows. Mm. Because, and we, we, we talked it's about developing this. developing the character. Yeah, it has to do all of its world building. And if you remember, the one that, the one that I remember very vividly is uh, Punisher Season 1. Punisher Season 1 is so slow until it isn't. And by the time it speeds up, it does not stop until it ends. So that is kind of what I would think would be what happens here. But the Netflix shows were also 10 episodes and we have six. So they have to do a lot more with a lot less. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I mean, I can't truly recommend it like from a four episode standpoint because I've seen the fifth episode. If you already have Disney plus and you haven't watched it, you're doing yourself a disservice in my opinion. Um, I would give it a shot. I think it's good. I don't know that I think it's fun, but I think it's good. It is definitely a show you want to make sure all of your attention is on it. Yes. You can't do other things while it's on or have distractions in the room because you're going to miss stuff. I, I would agree with that. So, And also, I would I would go so far as to say, again, this show doesn't pull punches. So while also saying this is really deep, um, it's also somewhat graphic, at least compared to the other shows. So... I mean, I say this as someone without kids. I don't know that I would watch this with kids. I feel like that's a safe. Yeah, maybe I would watch definitely it first by yourself and then make that decision. Yeah, I would. I would decide for yourself. You know, if this is something that you want your kids to see before. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not. I wouldn't say it's safe for all kids, but maybe you know, and you can judge. But you know, for me, I'm thinking like maybe ten and over probably be okay. But that's just me. But yeah, anything else? Uh, from a Moon Knight perspective or a big picture? Um, either. Either. Um, if you haven't seen episode five, by the time this episode comes out, strong recommend. Um, I very much, again, enjoyed is the is the wrong word, and you'll figure out why um, once you've seen it. Um, watch. Let's see. Recommendation. Recommendation. Um, I mean, I'm. <laughs> I downloaded a Game Boy emulator, and I'm playing Gen One again. So. Fun. If you have a if you have a comfort game, play it. That's my recommendation. If you have a game that you've loved for years, you're like, do I want to replay that game? Yes, yes, you do. That's the answer. I I bought um, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Ooh. And I actually really like it. It's fun. It's a uh, you know it's very cartoonish, um, but it's it's fun. I I've enjoyed it. It was on sale. It was during their big spring sale so it was only like $14 or something but uh I started playing that and it's it's very very similar to uh Breath of the Wild and um both in looks and just the gameplay but I like it I like it a lot well that sounds fun I'm I'm glad that you're enjoying it I remember some things about this game but it definitely I definitely feel like it came and went so I'm glad that post launch you were able to to discover it <sighs> plus the big uh, sale ticket Oh, too. It never I was like, hurts. yeah, I'll, I could spend that much on that game because if I end up not really enjoying it, it's not that big of a loss. Also, FYI, I I, I did buy um, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey a while back. It was actually for my birthday last year. And, um, you know, I heard so many great things about that game. I don't like it. I have never played it. I've watched some friends play bits of it. I I could see it. It's such yeah. a distance from what traditional Assassin's Creed games were. It's open I world actually, is incredible. Um, I mean, it it's a. 
I don't know. It's, I don't know what it what it is about it that I'm not enjoying, but I I ended up taking it off and re-downloading uh, Valhalla, and now I'm just playing through that again to unlock everything and complete all the quests, the side quests. Are you hunting the legendary weapons? Yes. Oh, that's something I would definitely want to do if I had that game. I'm I'm jealous of your ability to do that because they they're so cool. The legend- they are, and they're. They're hidden very well. Like the puzzle to be able to figure it out is actually really difficult. So, it, I mean, it, it makes getting it very satisfying. It does. When you find it, like I got Excalibur and when I finally found it, I was like, man, that was a, that was a long time to get that. And then you were, it was immediately underleveled and you had to use something else. No, actually it was, I know you would think that, but it was actually really strong. I actually use it now as my main weapon because you can dual wield. It's funny. You can dual wield two handed weapons. What? So I've got just two giant swords and just (laughs) taking everybody out. (laughs) <laughs> that's ludicrous oh man the the idea of that is so comical I, I might need to play this game it's fun i like it well uh guys that's um i was about to say it was great seeing you but i can't see you so <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the weirdest thing like saying things that you would say normally but then realizing it's an audio medium yeah <laughs> like i waved at the camera earlier what hi (laughs) (laughs) we hope that uh we hope that you enjoyed uh sorry we didn't have anything uh super big to review but uh, there really hadn't been a lot to come out recently we were going to review um morbius but it got such bad reviews that we were like no like i heard one person say this was worse than the uh most recent fantastic four and we did review that one and it was not and it was awful. So I looked at John and I said, I don't know if we should do that. So yeah. we skipped that one. But next episode, review we're very excited for will be Doctor Strange. Yes. Very that is exciting. Happening. That is so, happening. That's going to be fantastic. Definitely something to look forward to, um, I imagine. So that'll make next episode, Doctor Strange, the last two episodes of Moon Knight, and whatever happens for Star Wars Day. That's right. Man, that sounds like an episode that you should probably, you know, Tell all check, of, out. check out and tell all of your friends about so yes. they could hear what we think. And then Please tell do. us what they think on uh, the links that Jay mentioned earlier. Yeah. Give us a rating, write a review, subscribe. R- rate, review, subscribe, all those podcast buzzwords. Click the notification bell so that you get alerts whenever a new episode is dropped. Do, do podcast apps have those or is it just YouTube? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I watch a, uh, a watch Mojo, so that, that's it. what they say. They're like, be sure to to go to your settings and hit the notifications so that you'll get alerts whenever we release a new video. And they say it so consistently and so well. Thanks, Mojo. Jojo. All right, that's it. We're done. See ya. Peace out. Nerd out. Drop the mic.